Well, a hot start for the Eagles turned cold pretty quickly. After going up 14-3, to they fall to the Dallas Cowboys 37-17. And, of course, uh, ending the hopes of making the playoffs this year. And we are going to break it down for you here on the postgame show. Presented by Rico, Amy Campbell, joined by Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. And, guys, uh, look, a lot of excitement at the beginning of this game. We saw this offense moving. We saw them go down the field pretty easily. We saw a big play from Deshaun Jackson. And you kind of felt like the defense was going to have to hang on with all of the injuries that they had and the Dallas receiving core and the Dallas weapons that it was going to be uh, a, a tough matchup there. And then for me, when Fletcher Cox went out in the first quarter, this to me is the biggest stat here. And then, Ike, I'm coming to you with your thoughts. But after Fletcher Cox went out in the first quarter, the Eagles outscored 31-6. to uh, I think just not enough bodies on defense to be able to hang with this Dallas uh, offense and a lot of struggles on offense. Uh, let's let's get your opening thoughts here as we start to break this thing down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit it right on the head there. That that was a, that was going to be an issue coming into this game. Listen, we knew the Eagles were a little bit undermanned from the secondary standpoint. We knew that last week going into the Arizona game that carried over into this game. Even though they got big play slave back, they were still missing other guys in the secondary and to have Fletcher Cox who basically didn't practice all week. So you knew it would be difficult for him to make it through this game. Uh, that held to be true. He couldn't make it through the game. And you mentioned the point differential from the time that he went out. What did you say? 31 to six or 30 to six. I mean, obviously getting to Andy Dalton was going to be a key for the Eagles defense in order for them to have success. And that was going to start with the pass rush and not having Fletcher Cox available to go for three-fourths of this game was going to make it dif difficult. And Dallas, uh, understandably, took advantage of the Eagles secondary. Uh, Michael Jaquette, tough day for him uh, out there in coverage, had to be replaced. Jalen Mills had to go back to corner. You, you, you knew it was going to be difficult. What you, what you wanted was for the Eagles offense to be part of the defense for you, right? So what you wanted was for the Eagles offense to be able to play a little bit of ball control, put points on the board so that your defense wouldn't have to be out there as much. They got all to a good start, but they couldn't keep it up. And eventually Dallas's offense was just too much for this Eagles defense to handle. Well, and when you're looking at the time of possession, really uh, about 45 more seconds for Dallas in this game than than for the Eagles. So clearly uh, time of possession and ball control, uh, a, a small part of this one. Um, we're looking at the box score here. And again, like last week's game, a lot of offense, nearly a thousand yards as well but really I think the big thing that we should circle here is uh, the Dallas passing offense 362 yards two wide receivers had over 100 yards at the beginning of the third quarter and then Ezekiel Elliott look we talked about him not having the big season that he's uh, that he's used to having we talked about him missing last week's game with an injury he was slow to get going but he still managed to end up with over 100 yards, 105 yards uh, on uh, 19 carries in today's game. Um, before we get to Dave Spadaro, because I know Dave is ready, Fran, I want to come to you real quick. Just a quick couple of thoughts from you, and then we'll bring in Dave. 
I mean, Ike talked about the defensive struggles, but looking over at the offense, I mean, 17 points against this Dallas defense was unexpected, right? We expected the offense to be a little bit better. They come out of the gates firing. You get two touchdowns on the first two drives. You get that one-play shot play to Deshaun Jackson on the second drive, 81 yards to the house. After that, just three points. You go to the third quarter, three drives, three punts. You go to the fourth quarter, four drives, three turnovers, and a turnover on down. So, Second half, not a good performance uh, for the Eagles offense, and I know we'll talk about that with Dave as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, let's bring in Dave now, and I'm really interested to get, uh, Dave, your thoughts on this and kind of confusing what we saw from the offense coming out so hot. But I want to start here. You talked about your key to the game being the turnover battle and just very simple that stat, and you look at that stat, and that tells you a lot. The Eagles lose the turnover battle. They're minus two in this one. Uh, three giveaways, all three in the red zone for this Eagles offense. Uh, what did you see? Uh, is, is that really what killed them today? Oh, I mean, there were a lot of things, but we'll start with, with that. And Jalen didn't play a very strong game. Um, we wondered in his third start, giving different looks to him, how that would, how he would react at the line of scrimmage, making changes, putting the Eagles in good plays. The offensive line was not particularly good on the edges. Randy Gregory, a huge game against Jordan Mailata and, and, and Matt Pryor struggling again at right tackle, 11 penalty or 12 penalties. I mean... You know, look, it, it, there's a, we, we have a lot of time here before Doug Peterson meets the media, so we can go through each and every one of these items. But when you have 12 penalties, when you turn the football over three times, when your defense gives up five consecutive scoring drives, when you wait until the third quarter to replace Michael Jaquette at cornerback, I mean, for the second straight week, the Eagles give up over 500 total net yards. Dave, you know, one thing that Jalen Hurts uh, has used over the last couple of weeks and talking about some of the plays that they left on the field, money left on the table. Interested to get your thoughts after watching Jalen here today. What were some of the things that you feel like he came up just a little bit short uh, in his performance here tonight? A little frenetic at times, I thought. Um, missed some receivers, I thought. Uh, rolled out and didn't really have answers when he rolled out. Dallas did a very nice job. And Dallas is fast up front with... Randy Gregory chasing you down, I mean, that's he's not giving you the edge. And and it was tough for Jalen to get that edge and didn't really take – Fran, you talked about it before the game, taking advantage of the middle of the field. Eagles didn't do that a whole lot. I mean, just sustaining drives was a problem. Um, and we knew, look, early on that the defense was going to have a very tough assignment here against three outstanding wide receivers and that you felt like the Eagles had to finish every drive, and they just didn't do that. They just – for the first time we saw Jalen lose – momentum and not get it back and the Eagles offense just lost its rhythm did not make the adjustments and Dallas uh, has played much better defensively remarkably here they shut down the Eagles at least getting into the end zone and look the 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 giveaways we have not seen Jalen Hurts be sloppy with the football and he was sloppy with the football in this game Yeah, what do you think that was more of, Dave, particularly down in the red zone? Is that just, you know, a player trying to make a play? Uh, is Dallas defense doing anything different down there in the red zone? Uh, what are you seeing down there today that was different than what we saw in the first two games in which Jalen played in? I felt like that the Cowboys did a good job mixing up their pass rush, and they got pressure on Jalen, and he – kind of bailed a couple of times from the pocket, and uh, the Cowboys had excellent coverage down the field in their zone defense and didn't really give up a lot of open receivers. And I thought, look, it's, it's a rookie, and he has to have better ball security. Did not have 
good ball security in this game. And um, again, the, you can talk about all the big numbers offensively. The one that jumps out at me is three turnovers by the Eagles to one from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that spells a difference generally in football games. I think when you win the takeaway battle by plus two, it's like 88% or 80% of the time you win the football game. And that's what happened today for the Dallas Cowboys. But I thought Jalen was really, really good early and then just never got to that level again in this game as the offense got knocked off kilter and they just never got it back. It just seemed like the run game early on was you know in such a rhythm. You were able to see them moving the football lots of different ways, whether it was downhill, out to the perimeter. We saw the option run game, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders. They average over five yards a carry, but like you said, Dave, at the end of the day, you know, throwing the football is what scores points. That's what wins games in the NFL. They were not able to do it consistently enough in this game. They averaged over five yards a carry, and they ran it almost 30 times in this game. But you saw the, the differential in terms of the points, the turnovers, and, and the inability to efficiently move the ball through the air ultimately did them in. Yeah, for the offense. I mean, the defense yeah, right. didn't get any stops. So yep. um, uh, it's really – this today was, as we talked about – in the win over the New Orleans Saints, they played complimentary football to win the game. And today, with 12 penalties, special teams not delivering again, uh, really not taking advantage of some opportunities that Cam Johnson had to perhaps pin the Cowboys deep. The defense didn't get off the field. The offense didn't sustain drives after those first couple of drives. They played complimentary football to lose the game. So, yeah, a tough one all around. Um, just really want to know why, uh, why it took so long to get Jalen Mills back to the cornerback position. I know we're talking about the offense right here, but I guess that's my big question um, after this game. Why did they wait till the third quarter when Michael Jaquette was being clearly targeted uh, repeatedly? It just seemed that could have been an adjustment that was made earlier. I felt like the Eagles did not adjust on either side of the ball early enough in this game. Yeah, I got, I got one more for you, Dave, just on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Deshaun was a, was a pleasant surprise to all of us that he was going to be activated and uh, play today. We saw the big touchdown to him, the one throw. Just talk about um, his usage today. Um, did you think we used him enough? Did you expect to see more? Was that about as much as you expected to see for him today? Just your thoughts about Deshaun Jackson being a part of the offense today. One target. One reception, 81 yards. Um, thought he might be used a little bit more to loosen up the box. Uh, was not used a lot. I don't really know his rep count today. Didn't seem like it was a very high rep count. And, of course, the Eagles offense did not sustain much after the Deshaun Jackson touchdown. But, hey, it was, it was nice to see. And you're feeling there at 14-3 to that, hey, this thing is going to be special. And Carolina is whipping up on Washington and the Giants had lost. And, oh, boy, everything is going to align for the Philadelphia Eagles to play for the NFC East title next week. And Deshaun Jackson is going to be a major part of things. But, look, Deshaun Jackson practiced for, what, three days this week after missing so many games. He had not played since that Thursday night game against the New York Giants. And that was, what, two and a half months ago. So I guess I expected what, I expect, what he got today in terms of reps. I thought he might be targeted just a bit more. I thought he might be used perhaps as a decoy to loosen up that eight-man box. Um, but the Eagles, look, the Eagles had a lot of other things going on. Uh, I just didn't see, other than that one play, a whole lot of Deshaun Jackson. Obviously, he was not targeted other than that one time. Dave, I do want to switch over to the defense before uh, before we let you go and break this down a little bit. Of course, we, we saw the defense struggle. There's a lot of injuries 
on this defense. And when I think about even comparing it to last week's game against Arizona, uh, just the secondary that's depleted, but you felt like the defensive line was able to give them enough of a chance to hang in there. Uh, and to me tonight, the loss of Fletcher Cox really caused this defense to struggle. But you also mentioned some of the uh, adjustments or lack thereof. What did you see really caused the defense to struggle tonight against a really talented Dallas receiving core, especially? I mean, Amy, I know Fletcher is a big part of the defense. Great football player. But the Eagles have invested in the defensive tackle position a lot. In Javon Hargrave, in Malik Jackson. Uh, there's a, they, the hope was to be built for, with depth and, and sustainability. Um, you know, they, they didn't get a whole lot from the interior of the defensive line in this game tonight. A uh, couple of plays off the edge from Vinny, a couple of plays from, um, from Brandon Graham. Uh, the secondary, look, you know, Avante Maddox is down. Okay, that's one cornerback. And the Eagles just have not been able to get enough depth at cornerback to withstand these three wide receiver sets from teams like the Cardinals, who last week had 500-plus yards of offense, and from the Cowboys tonight, who had 500 yards plus of offense. And it's happening all around the league. Teams are going down with injuries. We saw the San Francisco 49ers on Saturday, an injury-riddled defense, and they put it together and clamped down on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so tonight was disappointing from a defensive standpoint. I thought Jim tried to give them a, a lot of different looks and just really not the, you know, it just, I feel for a kid like Michael Jaquette who, you know, was getting a lot of attention this past week, the long arms, the, the great wingspan, the, the, the battler, the competitor. And, um, you know, today is a, a, a dose of what the reality in the NFL. There are a lot of smart coaches out there. And when they see a weakness, they go after that weakness. And, and the Eagles left Jaquette out there by himself and, and he, they certainly paid the price. Um, just no answers for Michael Gallup, who was the featured receiver until the Eagles made the adjustment. And then they moved it over to C.D. Lamb for the touchdown and then Amari Cooper for the big play. And then they got uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Classic example of the passing game for an offense opens up the run game. And the Eagles defense just didn't have enough horses tonight. Yeah, certainly a tough loss, uh, a lot to look at, uh, to go back to the drawing board, as they say this week. I know we're looking forward to hearing uh, from coach and players speak in a minute. Dave, thanks so much, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you later. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Disappointing game for the Eagles, tough one, and uh, you, you got to expect it from Jalen. You're going to have many, many ups and downs here for a young quarterback, and unfortunately, after that really, really exciting start, the Eagles just never got back on track on and really in any phase of the game. All right, great stuff there from Dave, as always. Um, Ike, I'm going to come to you. Let's uh, start working through your takeaways. What really stood out to you from this one? Well, we mentioned it, Amy, Fran. Just, you know, the Eagles got off to a fast, fast start. They just couldn't sustain it. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better start on the road, opening drive, touchdown, fantastic uh, first scripted 15 plays, Doug Peterson and the offense, and then to have the big play to Deshaun Jackson, 81-yard uh, touchdown bomb, Eagles up 14-3. And from that point, you're thinking, man, they're going to be able to get it rolling because they had the running game going on the opening drive with Jalen Hurts and with Miles Sanders. And then they hit Deshaun Jackson with the big bomb to go up 14 to three, you kind of thought that the Eagles would be able to have it any way they wanted it, 
on the offensive side of the football, you knew that they would struggle a little bit defensively, but you thought that the Eagles' offense would have to be able to keep up. They got off to that fast start, and then it fizzled out after that first quarter. Only three points from that point forward. I mean, just just a tough game uh, for the Eagles to go through. Uh, plenty of opportunities there, but just not able to capitalize on them. You know, defensively, you knew they were undermanned. You knew that the, the Cowboys offense would be able to get some big plays through the air in the run game. But you wanted to see offensively if you could at least play with the lead and then try to play keep away. The Eagles came out with the right game plan, but they just couldn't sustain it. Offensively, not able to sustain drives. And defensively, not being able to stop the Cowboys once the Cowboys got it rolling through the air. They just couldn't stop them. Just um, a fast start. Slow finish for the Eagles today. Yeah, Fran, I want to come to you. I know you have to take a closer look at the film, but I think to, to Ike's point about this offense, this team comes out with a fast start. You got the run game working. That first touchdown drive, 11 plays, nine of them runs, only two of them passes. They take six minutes off the clock, and you're thinking, especially after that next touchdown drive, Deshaun Jackson, 81 yards. You're like, we have balance. We have firepower. They are going right down the field. This is exactly what we wanted to see, especially with the run game going. And then it was a completely different story from there. I, I think for me, I'm looking at a lot of those penalties, those false starts that were just momentum killers. But yeah. did you see the Dallas offense? Or the Dallas defense adjust? Did you see the Eagles go away from the run game? I, I'm a little confused, just even at first thought, what really caused this thing to come to a screeching halt? Yeah, at the end of the day, Amy, they had more three and outs than they had touchdowns. You know, when you have the – I talked earlier about the efficiency running the football. They ran the ball more than Dallas. They ran the ball for more yards. They ran the ball at a higher clip. But at the end of the day, if you're, not, if you're turning the football over, not finishing drives, if you're not being able to sustain drives – then those efficiency numbers might still look pretty good. But at the end of the day, you're giving the ball back to the defense and you're allowing them to try and move the ball and try and get points. So the Eagles uh, just did not do enough today to be able to hold on to the football and finish drives. Uh, they, you know, the, the defense, they tried to, to claw their way into this game. Uh, obviously, they're down along the defensive line, down at the, in the secondary, whether it's corner, safety, um, tried to mix, mix, uh, mix and match there. But at the end of the day, just could not match what Dallas was bringing to the table in their passing game. Well, and I think one thing when I look at a box score and you see offensive yards are similar, time of possession is similar, first downs, the Eagles had 24 today to Dallas is 22. Uh, when you start looking at those numbers and seeing either they're close or maybe the Eagles have a little bit of an edge there, then you start to look at things like what made the difference. It's almost 90% of the time it is turnovers, and that was, of course, what we saw today, but also penalties. And I mentioned a lot of those penalties, momentum killers, a lot of it on the offensive line, whether it was a false start, whether it was a hold. The Eagles today had 12 penalties for 115 yards. Now, Dallas had five for 73, so Dallas also had a lot, but not a lot compared to the Eagles, 115 yards. Um, so to me, that's another one of those things that really, and the timing of those things really could kill the momentum. Um, Ike, I'm going to come back to you if you want to comment on the penalties or if you want to move on to uh, something else that stood out to you. Well, I'll tell you, Amy, you just led me into my uh, 
my third takeaway of the game uh, of the three. That would have been my third takeaway. Just too many mistakes uh, to overcome for this Eagles offense in particular. You talk about the false starts, the illegal procedures, 12 penalties overall, and more importantly, the, the untimely penalties, penalties that came on third downs. There were times where there was a manageable third down there and you add five yards to it and now it becomes third and 13, third and 12, third and 11, making it more difficult for this Eagles offense to sustain drives. Just far too many of those type of penalties, Amy and Fran, where the Eagles just killed themselves in the drives. And more importantly, how about this? Red zone efficiency. Fran talked about efficiency, particularly down there where they had opportunities to score. I mean, Jalen Hurts with three turnovers down there, that's crucial for an offense. And then the Eagles went for it on fourth down and didn't kick a field goal. That's just like turning the ball over. On That's just like a turnover. So you talk about four opportunities there, three opportunities there down in the red zone where you had a chance to put points on the board and the Eagles come away with nothing. Uh, I know in the end, the score looks like it was a blowout for the Dallas Cowboys. But if you look at some of those numbers offensively that the Eagles were able to put up, I mean, you, 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 you ask yourself, why wasn't this game a lot closer and why couldn't the Eagles pull it out? Well, it boils down to the turnovers and then being ineffective in the red zone and then the penalties also on crucial downs. Just way too many mistakes to overcome. I guarantee you that's one of the biggest things that Doug Peterson will talk about in his press conference is that they had the opportunities and they just basically shot themselves in the foot repeatedly tonight. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm expecting we're going to hear some uh, something to the uh, to, to the tune of self-inflicted wounds to some extent from Coach Peterson. Um, Fran, I want to come to you on that specific note and specifically with the offensive line. We talked about it before the show that there was some continuity to that group coming into this week. And it seemed like to me that that they really struggled, um, especially when it came to the penalties. Now, there were a lot of penalties, a lot uh, to go around, but especially the false starts um, on the offensive line. We saw that several times tonight and especially at crucial moments like Ike alluded to. Um, and we saw some guys that don't that it was a little uncharacteristic for kind of with those miscues there. And so I'm curious, does that does that then come down to a rookie quarterback in the system trying to catch the rhythm or is it, you know, what, what, not where do we put the blame, but is this just a part of the growing pains when you have a young quarterback? Yeah, because keep in mind, this is the first time that uh, they've dealt with crowd noise right? I mean, as an offense with the new quarterback, with Jalen Hurts in. So uh, that certainly can come into play when you're talking about a new cadence, guys that aren't necessarily used to uh, Jalen Hurts, what he's going to sound like when uh, there's a crowd that's a, a road crowd that's going to be cheering on third down. That's gonna, that certainly is something to come into play, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that certainly is something that could come and be a big factor in those kinds of high-leverage situations, and it did for the Eagles in this game but it wasn't just the fun there were too many false starts but untimely holding penalties you had uh you know personal fouls I mean just too many penalties uh for sure for the Eagles in this game that's a really interesting point about the crowd noise too because this is really the first time that Jalen Hurts has been in that situation and uh, on that note coach Doug Peterson is approaching the podium so let's hear what he has to say 
Hey, Coach, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Dave Zangaro and then Rob Motti. Hey, Doug. Um, right now, what's your disappointment level, not just in losing that game, but also being eliminated from playoff contention? I think my disappointment is just how how everything has gone, you know, obviously this season, you know, it's not what we expected, um, you know, to start the year and, and, you know, just again, tonight, it was just obvious that, uh, you know, the mistakes, the penalties and, and, um, you know, just lack of execution and, um, all just sort of piled up on us during the game, you know, today and, and just didn't, didn't overcome it. And that's, that to me has been, um, the, the disappointment, you know, in, in, in myself and, and obviously the, the, the year. Rob and then Paul Domowicz. Hey, Doug, how much did this game, a lot of penalties on offense, protection issues, emphasize what you've been saying all season, that it's not just the play calling and the quarterback, but rather it's a collective problem across the board? I mean, you know, obviously it's difficult when, when you have those, those issues. Um, you know, especially in the situation we're in, you know, with the amount of, you know, injury that have, that has taken place with with this football team and um you just can't make those mistakes and and uh expect you know expect to win games you know it's just you're just not you're just not there yet to overcome a lot of the things and um you know it's frustrating because it's it's uh it's never about one guy and football's you know it takes uh it takes all 11 offensively and defensively and of course on special teams to you know, to get the job done, and and um, yeah, you just can't. It's hard. It makes it makes it a lot more difficult than it needs to be. <clears throat> Paul, and then Jeff McLean. Doug, I wanted to ask you about some of those penalties. You had six false starts uh, in in the fifteenth game of the season. Uh, even with the juggling of the offensive line, I mean, is there is there a cadence problem there that they're they're having trouble with, or I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, some of it's uh, some of it's the the different the different cadence, the different uh, you know getting used to Jalen's uh, Jalen's voice, and and um, you know it's something that we've uh, you know we've we've coached coached him up to do a better at is, is be obviously be louder. Um, first time, obviously the crowd noise, but that that uh, wasn't uh, wasn't a factor today, and and just you know timing and uh, execution of it, and and it's something that uh, it, it it can't happen. You know you might get one every couple of weeks but uh to have as many as we did today just uh, you know it can't happen jeff and then john mcmullen uh, doug why did you go for it on fourth and 15 when just a drive earlier you passed up opportunities on fourth and third fourth and three and fourth and eight uh, was the fourth and three the delay game yes i mean i you know yeah the fourth and three I, you know i, I I had, I had to burn a timeout because we had 12 on the field earlier in the game there in the third, and um, I didn't want to burn another timeout in that situation, so that backed us up and obviously took us out of that situation. And then the other ones were, look, you know, we had to make something happen. We had to try to create and and uh, make a play, get us get us in, uh, you know, back into this football game, and um, so I elected to do that. John and then Tim McManus. Uh, hi, Doug. Uh, for whatever reason, the demarcation line in this game seemed to be when Fletcher uh, came out, I think it was 14-3, uh, and then kind of the wheels came off. Obviously, you had the injuries on the back end. Uh, did not getting that type of interior 
uh, rush from Fletcher. Do you think that was uh, a big impact? Well, I think, you know, Fletcher obviously is a big, big part of the D-line. Um, you know, and then we didn't have, you know, we didn't have Josh Sweat. We didn't have Derek Barnett either up there. And, and uh, those are those are mainstays in that defensive line to be able to put pressure on, on quarterbacks. And, you know, and, and again, it just, just goes to show you that, uh, um, you know, it's, t- it's tough in this business um, to play with that many, you know, new faces, so to speak, uh, on, on one side of the ball. And, and uh, it just... Um, it magnifies itself, and and um, you know, uh, and it happened to us. Uh, happened to us today. Tim and then Mike K. Hey Doug, what did you make of Jalen Hurts' performance? Um, you know, pretty strong first half it looked like, and then uh, cooled off in the second. What was behind that? Yeah, you know, first half uh, came out, uh, played played really well, um, made some nice throws. You know, able to run the ball there and. Uh, you know, the second half, it changed a little bit defensively on him. Um, you know, he, he was kind of battling through a little little lower body tightness as well as the game went on. And um, I, I do believe it, it affected him a little bit, you know, throwing the ball late in the game. But, you know, he, he's, he's a battler. He's a warrior. And, and um, you know, he, 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 he hung in there to the end. And, um, you know, again, it's not, not about the one guy. It's not about him. It's, it's about the entire unit. And uh, we weren't good enough uh, coaches or players today to, to win the game. Mike and then Martin Frank. Doug, when, when a player is sticking out and struggling, like uh, Matt Pryor with penalties or Michael Jaquette uh, with coverage, what's the conversation like on the sideline before you decide to kind of make a change and move to somebody else? Well, the first thing is you just try to coach the player. Try to get him to calm down, to try to try to just figure out what he's seeing and, and get him to, to to relax and and you know don't let the game be quite so fast. I mean, it just happens with young players. The game's so fast, and being being able to slow it down and um, talk him through some things. You know, when you try to coach him up and and uh, and get him get him prepared, and then and then if that doesn't work, you you know you you make you try to make some changes with with personnel. Maybe um, you know you saw Slay come over there, and you try to do some different things and. Um, you know, and same way offensively, and, and you just try to coach coach the guys up and, and get them to, to slow the game down. That's you know you've heard that before. You know, with young players, how how fast this game can be, and um, that's the first thing we got to do as coaches is try to get it to slow you know to slow down for them. Martin and then Bo Wolf. Hey Doug, um, Deshaun Jackson had the uh, eighty-one yard catch. You know, midway through the first quarter, um, what did you see? from him on that and and also like he was not targeted again the rest of the game I believe and what was kind of going on there well you know obviously Deshaun's an electric uh player explosive player and that was obviously designed you know shot play and again well executed for the touchdown and then you know I believe he got he got sore as the game as the game went on his injury got sore and 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 sorer And, and so we had to be careful there and and um uh, he just he just lost lost a little bit of that explosiveness as the game wore on, so we had to kind of keep him keep him out as the game went. Bo and then Jimmy. Doug, so you said before um, in you know looking back on the season that you're disappointed in yourself. What what do you think you could have done differently over the course of this season? I mean, you know, you look at decisions, you look at uh, you know opportunities to to put the team in you know better situations. Um, all things that I will evaluate when I when I look back on the on the year, but. 
um, I'm, I'm part of the, I'm part of the, you know, I'm part of the, the, uh, the solution moving forward too. And, and, and I got to look at, look at myself and, um, you know, as a leader of the football team and, and, uh, standing up in front of the guys and, you know, they're disappointed, obviously we're all disappointed and, um, you know, I can, I can do my part to try to help them and put them in, in situations to, uh, you know, to, to be, to be, uh, to be better. And, uh, you know, that's where, that's where I, uh, you know, that's where I'm hard on myself. We have time for two more. So we'll go Jimmy and then Zach Berman. Hey, Doug, uh, looking back at the, at the start of the season, the Eagles were the only team in the division returning its coaching staff. And uh, as it turned out, they're the first team in the division to be eliminated. Was that an advantage that that sort of went to waste? Um, you know, Listen, it, you know, it, we had a lot of expectations going into the year. Um, and I, I think key positions on the staff were, were, were back and had, had some moving parts on offense, obviously. But, um, you know, then, then things began to, to, to sort of slowly unravel with the injuries and, and, and different things of that nature, all things that, uh, um, you know, as, as, as a sport are, are out of your control. Um, what's unfortunate is uh, is where we are, and, and we didn't make uh, we make the most of our opportunities when we had them. Go ahead, Zach. Hey, Doug. You said I'm part of the solution too. I, I know you don't make big evaluations 15 minutes after the game, but because you said that, I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, what is the solution for fixing a 4-1 team, and why do you believe you're a, you're a big part of it? Well, as the leader of the team, you know, it starts with me, right? Um, and uh, we got one more opportunity this next weekend uh, against Washington at home, and and uh, you try to you know you try to you know look forward to that opportunity, and and then and then you get a chance to really evaluate and and uh, uh, look at look at my performance and how did you know how well or or did I lead you know the team and and look I, I gotta if I don't if I don't look at myself in the mirror it's it's hard for me to you know correct anybody else and that's what I mean when I say. You know, it starts with me because I got to look at myself in the mirror and and make sure that uh, I'm doing everything that I can, you know, in my power, whether it be, you know, play calls, decision makings in game, you know, personnel uh, in and out of the football game, whatever it might be uh, to help our team win. Thanks for the time, coach. Jalen, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Les Bowen and then Daniel Gallen. Yeah, I don't have a question for Jalen. Thank you. Go ahead, Daniel. Hey, Jalen. Uh, this is the first time since 2016 that this team isn't in the playoffs. Um, what was Doug's message to you guys in the locker room, you know, after that loss with the playoff elimination? Yeah, um, it's disappointing, you know, uh, even from the start of the offseason, um, we we know and, and well, I can say we feel and we know um, that, that we're a playoff team. Like you, like you just said, since 2016, um, that's that's my my rookie year. You know, we, we've been in the playoffs and, and the, the biggest thing now is um, it, it kind of is what it is. And we still have one more opportunity left to, to go out there and, and, and play football. And 
I mean, I think that's the biggest blessing at the end of the day. Um, we still get an opportunity to play football. We'll go Mike Sielski and then Chris Murray. Jalen, um, since that Super Bowl victory, I mean, you guys have been in the playoffs, but there's been a, a regression each season. You get to the playoffs, win a playoff game. Then you get back to the playoffs and, and don't win a playoff game, and now you have a four-win season. As best as you can figure out, what, what's what's been going on here the last few years that hasn't allowed you guys to stay at that level that you were at back in 17-18? Yeah, um, I could say one of those things is, especially this year, um, We've been been hit hard with a, with a lot of a lot of injuries. You know, not using that as an excuse, but um, when when a lot of your your top guys, you know, on the team get injured, um, I mean, of course, it's always next man up, and, and guys have to step up and play. But you know, uh, those guys were our top guys for a reason. Um, also, on top of that, uh, I think with that is is it's just execution. Um, when when those moments happen, those those tight games or, or whatever it may be, those sudden changes, um, we got to execute as well. Chris Murray and then Jeff Skaversky. J- uh, Jalen, was this loss today kind of your entire 2020 season in a nutshell? Was this kind of a microcosm of everything that happened between um, injuries, you know, you kind of battled the guy your own ways and all that? Is this kind of like how this season went? Um, <clears throat> I can say a lot of a lot of things um, throughout this game um, have kind of showed up throughout other games. You know, self-inflicted wounds and different things like that. Um, Coach preaches, you know, we we can't we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, and, and um, we definitely did that um, for sure today a couple times. Jeff Skaversky and then Marcus Hayes. Hey, Jalen, what, what is the mood for you? You know, you've been here a long time. You, you work hard. You have a lot of pride. Are you, are you angry? Or are you, what is the what, kind of the emotion that you have going right now as you guys are eliminated and not going back to the playoffs? Yeah, I'm frustrated for sure. Um, I, I won. I was, I was lucky enough to, to win a, a, a world title. At a young age, coming there in my year two in the league, so of course, you know, at, th- at that point, um, my expectations are, are at the highest. Um, so de- definitely frustrated, um, not even getting a chance, you know, to um, play in the postseason. Um, this team, man, we have so so much potential. We have r- some really good guys, man, on this team who can play. I mean, from the young guys all the way up to the old older guys, and. Um, it's just, it's just, it's like I said, it's, it's frustrating to know that, that we came up short today, even, you know, knowing that we had an opp- opportunity to get in the postseason. Marcus and EJ Smith. Hey, Jalen, um, th- th- can you put your finger on what happened to you guys defensively after Fletch left? And, and what was it like on the sideline as with the defensive backs when Dalton's, you know, going crazy and he seems to be picking on, on a rookie, Michael Jaquette? Yeah, I mean, you guys know Fletch. The whole league knows him. He's, you know, um, one of the best defensive tackles in his league, you know, one of the best defensive players in his league on top of that. Um, and and you, you say, uh, as far as, you know, Dalton throwing the ball, um, I mean, we made the adjustment. I ended up going to corner, um, and, you know, uh, they started, started feeding Zeke. He's one of the best running backs in his league. Um, 
I mean, guys were hitting him, you know, he just was, you know, make some, make some really, really good runs and some really, really good cuts. You know, he's one of the best backs in the league, so you just got to tip your hat off to him. Is there anything you can say to Mike to keep his, you know, to help him play better, to keep his spirits up going forward? Yeah, just keep working. You know, he's he's a rookie. Um, not trying to use it as no ex no excuse or anything like that, but you know, he didn't have any any OTAs. You know, he you know camp was it it was what it was. You know, he wasn't a guy who was projected to be a starter. You know, um, got thrown in the fire. Um, had some good plays here. You know, had a couple bad plays, but. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you just come to work each and every day and, ju and just get better. He's going to be a really, really good player in the future, I promise. We have time for one more, so we'll end it here with EJ. Hey, Jalen, what led to you you moving to corner um, for Jaquette? Was that something that you asked to do, or did the coaching staff ask you to move? Just the coaching staff, um, knowing that I know the defense. Um, there's been times throughout the seasons, even with injuries. I mean, you've guys seen it that I moved the corner for a couple series here and there. Um, so that was that was just the coaching staff, you know, trusting me to to be out there on um, on the edge and playing corner. Thanks for the time, Jalen. Thank you, guys. Hey, Miles, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and then Martin Frank. Okay. Hey, Miles, what um, what changes do you think this team needs to make in the offseason to avoid, um, you know, missing the playoffs another season? Um, uh, honestly, if, if y'all watch the game, uh, I think the only thing that really hurt us was, was penalties. Um, I think just playing smarter football, and everybody doing their job and executing at a high standard and holding each other, holding ourselves and each other accountable, you know. So, but um, honestly, the, the penalties really killed us and it was impossible to, to get like a true rhythm. We had a rhythm the first two drives and then as soon as the penalties kicked in, they took the momentum from us. Martin and then Les. Hey, Miles, I'm sorry. Uh, on the first drive, you guys, um, I think, ran 10 out of the 11 plays on that drive. And then, you know, it seemed like that was something you wanted to take advantage of, but then you were never really able to do that the rest of the game. What what kind of changed after that first drive? Uh, we were behind. Um, we're behind, I guess, what, 10 points, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, keep running the ball when, when you're behind like that. You're trying to get things going, trying to get downfield fast and, and get points on the board so we can balance it out uh, again. So, but I think just, yeah, we, they had a good lead on us. So. Les and John McMullen. Hey, Miles. Uh, that was kind of what I was going to ask, and I kind of want to follow up. Uh, you weren't down that much. Uh, you, you know, you had basically two quarters almost left. Uh, couldn't you have still stuck with the run as a as a way to give your defense some breathing time and and move the ball steadily and get some rhythm back into the offense? Um, honestly, y'all know how I am. Uh, I don't question the play calling. Uh, I trust the play calling. I trust the coaches. Whatever it's called, I go out there and give 110%. So 
um, that's not that's above my my level right now. So uh, whatever it's called, I'm gonna go out there and do my job. And, and why do you think there were so many penalties? Were people unable to hear Jalen uh, with the signals, or what? Uh, probably just yeah, just miscommunication, and you know, just not focusing in all the way. All of us, uh, we didn't focus in all the way. We weren't locked in. Thank you, John, and then Daniel. Hey, Miles. Uh, you guys did produce a lot. Uh, you almost had 500 yards uh, of total offense. But uh, to kind of follow up on on the penalty question, how much does that change? Just in quarterback and and things like voice and cadence, how much does that? Uh, affect the team and affect the other guys? A lot. Um, you know, we got, I think we got a turnover and we were on the 28 and we ended up on the, on like the 40, you know, we can't go backwards when we're on the other uh, side of the field, you know, and that's, that's what's honestly killing us. Um, uh, we just gotta, we gotta play smarter and we gotta play better as a whole team. Daniel and Chris Murray. And Miles, uh, what was kind of your mood coming off the field after that game, and what was the mood uh, in the locker room like from your from your teammates? What's just kind of the, the emotions right now? I'm disappointed, um, super disappointed. You know, uh, we we work our asses off every all week, every week, every day. Uh, I, I believe that we're a great football team. We just we have to play smarter, you know, and. That's all around pre-snap penalties, we situational football, everything. But I do believe this is a this is a great team, and you know I, I believe better days are coming. But I, I'm very disappointed right now, but because you know this 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 city is so passionate about this game, and we're passionate too. But we owe it to the fans, and I, I promise you, better days are coming. I promise you. Chris, and then Jeff Skversky. Yeah, um, how, how did how, how would you evaluate Jalen Hurts' performance today under these circumstances, especially in the second half and all that, and him trying to get you guys back but making some mistakes along the way? Um, you know, it, he's young, man. I mean, we don't want he don't even want me saying that. Probably he probably gonna get on me for saying that, but uh, he got thrown in last four games of the season, you know, so. But he, he's been showing some great things, and we're just going to build off of that. Uh, like I said, better days are coming, and we're going to get everything right. We'll take two more here with Jeff and then Bo. Miles, how surprised are you that you guys are even in this position? I mean, when the season started, there was a lot of talk that this team was capable of making a Super Bowl run, um, and just everything went wrong from injuries to poor play to, to you name it. Are you surprised you're standing here today? Eliminated from the playoffs. No, not at all. Because that's that's just how we are. It happened last year. Everybody counted this out, and we still made a run and gave us a chance to play for the big game. Uh, this year we just came up short. Um, but uh, all I can say is, it, it, I'm just a little frustrated right now. So I really don't have all the words, you know. But um, better days are coming though. Thank you. All right, thanks for taking the time, Miles. Thank you. Yeah, you feel the passion. You feel the disappointment there from Miles Sanders saying, look, I am frustrated. We owe it to the fans to do better. I do believe we are better, and better days are coming, I promise. You got to love that if you're an Eagles fan. Of course, 
Sanders touching on the penalties today being a momentum killer. But he said, look, that's what's holding us back. If we can get that fixed, that's really what killed our momentum today. But we have a lot to build on, a lot to move forward with. Um, as I turn to bring in my co-host, Fran Duffy. Fran, I want to talk to you a little bit about Jalen Hurts' performance. We heard Miles, uh, which I thought was kind of adorable, say, you know, I thought he did a good job, but look, he's young. He made some mistakes, which is adorable hearing that from a guy who's a second-year player in the league. But I guess if you compare him to his buddy Jalen Hurts, I guess he is a little bit more of a veteran there. What did you see from the young quarterback tonight? It was certainly an uneven performance, right? I mean, we saw some good, we saw some bad. There were certainly some throws that you would say that that is what you're looking for from your franchise quarterback, from your starting quarterback. And then there are other throws where you say, man, he'd really like to have that one back, right? Or, hey, he really should have pulled the trigger uh, on that one. There was one uh, in the first half where he seemed like he was going to run in for a touchdown and he stepped out of bounds short and ended up being a one-yard loss. He had Miles Sanders on that little Texas route right over the middle of the field. Throws like that, that they don't go necessarily go down as incompletions, but that could have been a touchdown, and that's left off the board. So I think ultimately, when you look at trying to with the, the development of Jalen Hurts, you're trying to eliminate as many of those throws as possible. Well, Jalen Hurts tonight, let's look at the numbers here. 30, uh, 21 of 39. Uh, that's 53.8% completion, uh, throwing for 342 yards, which seems like a lot. But, of course, we had uh, the, the two interceptions and then the fumble in the red zone as well um, and uh, sacked three times um, in, tonight's, uh, in tonight's loss. And then uh, on the ground, nine carries for 69 yards. So pretty productive there with his legs, which we've seen before. Um, another thing I want to uh, touch on based on what we heard, we heard from Coach Peterson, we heard from Jalen Mills, and we heard from Miles Sanders. And, um, I think uh, one thing that Jalen Mills said that really stood out to me um, and, and coach touched on it too was, uh, look, we've been hit hard with the injuries and this is not an excuse. It is a next man up league. We get that. But those guys were our top guys for a reason. Talking about in the secondary, but also, and this is a point that we haven't made yet, we focused a lot on Fletcher Cox being out probably because I've been a little fixated on that because it's such a drastic thing to me with those numbers there. But they also were without Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett on that defensive line coming into this game. Um, and Doug said, look, it's tough in this business to play with that many new faces on one side of the ball. So perhaps those aspects, the new faces and Jalen Mills saying those guys were our top guys for a reason. Uh, I think that does provide some context to the defensive struggles that we saw tonight. Yeah, I mean, just coming into the year, I mean, you think back to what the Eagles cornerback picture looked like, and you look at uh, no Avante Maddox for this game, no uh, Craig James for this game, no Strap for this game. You look at safety, no Rodney McLeod. So certainly you're missing a bunch of the players that you were hoping to count on, and then you made the point coming into this one with the, the defensive line. You lose Fletcher Cox, you, lose, you don't have Derek Barnett, you don't have Josh Sweat. So certainly you're down. Uh, uh, but that being said, you have to try and find ways to be able to make do, right? And the Eagles were unable to be able to come out on top in this game to try and see if they could make those adjustments to figure out what's working against this offense. And let's talk Let's talk a little bit about the Eagles offense and just the, the game plan coming into this one. Um, we have talked about it tonight that we did see uh, a little bit of a different offense open this game with, uh, you know, they came out hot and then they, they struggled. Another another thing that I thought that Coach Peterson um, illuminated for some people who had some questions about Deshaun Jackson, why was he only targeted uh, the one time for that big touchdown? And look, of course, he made his one target count, but that, that injury, Coach said, did start to flare up a little bit and he got 
sore as the game went on. Um, still plenty of receivers targeted, plenty of guys with catches in this game. What did you think just about the game plan coming into this one that uh, the coaches put together? I mean, clearly early on, it was going to be about run game and play action. We saw a decent amount of Jalen Hurts under center. We saw the pistol. They were trying to get the run game going, and then they were going to try and move him out of the pocket uh, and try and create some well-defined throws, whether they were down the field or just those quick little layups uh, early and underneath. So they were trying to get that going. I think once the lead you know, got to be a little bit too much, that's when they kind of got away from that. Uh, and you know, you had to try and rely on basically the, the drop back passing game, which that's what happens with a lot of teams when you come into a game expecting that this is the way that you want to play and you have to abandon that. That's uh, the, one of the, one of the risks you play. And that's one of the things that makes that difficult um, you know, from that standpoint. So again, going back to what we talked about earlier with, with Dave, just not being able to consistently move the football through the air and then not the inability to finish drives. I mean, fourth quarter, like I said, Two picks, a fumble, and a turnover on downs in the fourth quarter. That's when you're coming from behind. You're not going to win the game that way. As we maybe look a little bit ahead toward the future, of course, they still have a game next week. And Jalen Mills put it very bluntly, which I love, is that, look, we still have another chance to come out and play football. We need to be thankful for that. And we owe it to the fans to uh, to play to win. And, of course, if we could ask Jason Kelsey what he thinks about that. And I think we would all uh, know the answer there. But let's talk about just some of the young guys that and some of the things that we've seen from them. I thought, you know, we saw some nice things, especially for me tonight from uh, a guy like Quez Watkins. And, and then on defense, I thought Kayvon Wallace um, had some nice moments. Those are two young players who I thought, you know, had, had a nice performance tonight. But especially even with Quez, we're seeing more and more from him as the season goes on. And, and I like to see that from a young receiver. Yeah, he was a guy I caught up with uh, earlier this week for a one-on-one interview on the website, and just uh, maybe that's know, like a little good luck there. Get get your one-on-one interview with Fran. And, uh, unfortunately, not enough see. luck. Uh, I wish it was a little bit more luck, but uh, no, I, it, it has been good to be able to see him as he's gotten more, uh, healthy and more confident. You see him a big part of the passing game, and big part meaning you know we see him make a little bit of an impact there uh, with a couple of touches in this game. But ultimately, look, they're going to have to try and figure out ways to to find suitable ways to use all these different offensive pieces. Who are the guys that are going to be here in 2021 and beyond? How do we find ways to make them most effective? Because, uh, you know, if you look all around the league, guys have specific roles in an offense. What can this guy do well? How do we put him in position to do those things well? And how do we hide some of his weaknesses? All these guys are not going to be good at everything. So you have to figure out what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Okay, Fran, I'm actually going to cut you off because it looks like the Pro Bowler, Brandon Graham, is at the podium. Let's take a listen. Hey, BG, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and then John Clark. Uh, Brandon, last week we asked you, you know, what, what your biggest regret was going to be from this season looking back, and you said to ask you uh, whenever it was that you guys were no longer in the playoff hunt. So, so now that you've been eliminated, as you look back on this season, what do you think will, will be uh, the thing that you lament the most, that you regret the most? Um, I think uh, the mistakes we made, the penalties, um, that, that, caught up, that caught up to us in a big way today. And um, I just look back. When I think about it, 2016, we found ways to lose. You know, that was a year. And then next year, we found ways to win. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, man, that we can make, that we can end the season off on a great note with winning and, you know, learning from all this because 
I mean, one thing I took from this, like, man, penalties definitely going to get you beat. You don't get turnovers on defense. That, that ain't going to help you help your cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, just thinking about some things that, you know, I can get better or, or we all can get better on, on defense. Uh, and that's just create more turnovers. Uh, we didn't have many as we would like this year. But um, I think I think really it was just the uh, the, the, the mistakes, the self-inflicting stuff that we did uh, together. John Clark and Ed Benkin. Hey, Brandon, to be down, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, and then you're up in this game, and then Fletcher Cox leaves the game. How much did that affect the defensive line? Um, I mean, we went out there. We battled, man. I, I played a lot this game. I knew it was going to be. I knew we was gotta, we, we, we got to dig deep. I mean, we've been dealing with that all year, uh, injuries here and there. Um, but, you know, no excuses. Nobody wavered. Everybody just next man up mentality, and we went out there and we played. We fought, we fought, we scratched, we clawed, we did all we could do, um, you know, and I'm, I'm proud of the guys that, that wasn't getting that time before. Uh, they got time out there today to show what they could do. And uh, man, I'm just, I'm just happy with the group because despite all, you know, we, we really held our own most, most of the year uh, as a D-line. And uh, I love how we played together and stuck together during, this tough, during these tough times, man. And, you know, you don't always win them all, but I do know that uh, we, we're trying to learn from this and make sure that going into 2021, uh, we can we can uh, start it off on a, on a great note by getting a dub on the, at the end of the season and then um, see what happens uh, during the offseason. Ed Benkin and Jeff McLean. Hi, Brandon. Um, you mentioned the last couple of years being in this position and finding a way to get into the playoffs. This year it didn't happen. What has to change where you're not in this position in December, where at the beginning of the year you're not off to the start yard and you're not desperate at the end of the season? Uh, we just got to win games, man. We got we to gotta figure out ways to win and not beat ourselves. Um, like I said, that was, that's the biggest regret I have. Um, this, this year is us with the self-inflicted wounds that we talked about each and every week. Uh, we just can't have the penalties. We can't have the pre-stop stuff on our side as a defense and on the offensive side. And, you know, just penalties, period. You always try to win in that category uh, for the year. Um, and so we didn't do that this year. And, I mean, no, no, no sense of crying about it. We just got to figure it out and uh, make sure that next year um, we don't do that. And that's just, that's just us checking ourselves and making sure that we work in those, those details now that we know that it, can, that it can hurt us in these games. Jeff McLean and then Mike Kay. Uh, BG, you know how it goes. Uh, you know, team loses, gets knocked out of the playoffs, and everyone starts looking to the coach and whether he's going to return. Uh, you know, what's your assessment of Doug and how he's done this year? I think Doug did a great job, man. He's a great motivator. I mean, I love Doug. I mean, at the end of the day, I understand this part of it. Hopefully, things happen the way we wanted to with him being back. But, you know, uh, that's above my pay grade, man. Uh, I just know that um, I'm here for – you know, whatever the organization want to do, and we just keep it moving. Because uh, at the end of the day, I know being here these 11 years, uh, I know everybody here that they, they want to win, and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that that happens. And so um, whatever they see fit, you know, you got to buy into whatever it is, and, and let's get it rolling. But um, I love Doug. I know Doug is a great motivator and a great coach, um, and, and that's all I can really say on that. Mike and Zach Berman. 
Brandon, that, that said, though, there's a lot of turnaround on roster for a team that wins four or five games. There's a lot of turnaround with, with the coaching staff. It seems like this is, is turning in towards a new era. Are, are you willing to go through, at this point in your career, are you willing to go through a, a youth movement, a, a rebuild, um, potentially a new staff at this point with this organization? You know what? I'm down for whatever, man, because at the end of the day, I love being here. I do whatever I can for this team. And so um, if it's a rebuild, I'm going to make sure I bring my positive energy so that, um, you know, the guys that's coming in could keep that energy going because keeping it positive, man, we, we, let, the, we let the media keep, it, keep the negative. We, we stay with the positive. We keep it in-house. We keep everything tight. And we fix our issues by how we work every day. And I'm just happy that, um, you know, just to be a part of those plans, whatever it is. I mean, I don't know what, it, what it's going to look like. Shoot, the rebuild might be the one, the year that we win it because, you know, we got the right pieces, whatever it is. Like, you just, I don't look at it as a rebuild. I just look at it as, you know, we're going to have pieces that, that, they, that they let go and they bring in because that's just how I go every year. And so um, I'm just hoping to be a part of that and making sure that um, I do my part as, as leader of this team to make sure that uh, I just come out ready to, ready to work and show these boys how to work every day and just keep it positive through all the hard times. And man, um, and, ma and make sure y'all stay together during them hard times. Zach and then John McMullen. Hey, Brandon, I, I know you don't play in the secondary, but you're standing here as a, as a defensive captain. The issues with the secondary, it's, it seems it's, it's, it's every year, and, and you saw it tonight. What is it about this defense that that pass coverage seems to be this annual issue? Uh, I mean, man, you know, you got to win your one on ones, you got you to gotta go out there. And that's just the bottom line. Like in this league, you got to win your one-on-ones. We talk about that up front. We talk about that as a defense. We know um, we know what we got to do. And sometimes it just don't happen that way. And so uh, you just got to keep on getting back to the drawing board, keep on working your technique. And, you know, we don't point fingers around here because we all collectively, um, you know, just try to do our job up front. If we have issues in the back end, we like, we got to get there faster. We, we, we challenge ourselves to get off the rock making sure that we, we, we make it, you know, as easy as we can uh, for the back end, especially if I know they're struggling. We just need a spark uh, sometimes, and, you know, things kind of fix, it, fix itself. But um, all I know is, man, we don't point fingers around here. We, we, try, to, we try to get that thing right. Um, as, as a D-line, we, we take on that challenge of getting there faster. And I'm sure, you know, in the back end, they don't want to look bad on national TV. And I know that a lot of guys got a lot. We got a lot of pride in our room. And so uh, we just got to we just got to get just got to keep getting better, man. Every week, just got to keep getting better. We have time for one more. So I wanted to hear with John. Hey, BG, uh, similar to the question about Doug, you've been with Jim now since 2016. Uh, I know he's meant a lot to your, your career. Uh, just how has he handled the attrition? You've had attrition at all three levels. Uh, how has he been able to handle that and get through that this year? I think he's been doing good. I mean, you don't see him really panicking at all. He's just been coaching us, doing the same thing that he that he does. You know, I'm like, if 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 I, that's what I would do, if I'm if I'm about to be done or go out, I'm gonna go out being me, and I'm gonna go out coaching my players and making sure I put my players in a, in a great position uh, to win. And I think he, I think he does that. I think it means a lot to him. I mean, it, it's, it sucks that we didn't get it done for him this year. Um, and I know uh, things always move around, but like I say, I don't, that's above me. I just know that while he's here, he's been a great coach, a great somebody that I, I've learned from, 
somebody that I, uh, that always um, help us each and every week to put us in the right positions. We just got to go out and, 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 and do our job, and that's win our one-on-ones, make sure that we um, – that we that we do our, our we have great eyes out there making sure that we 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 do our job and that's really the bottom line and when you look at us uh, sometimes we do our job it's, it's just not as consistent as we want it to be and so um, it's no 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 sense of crying about it we just gotta we just gotta just learn from that and just it just it's part of it's part of the, of the growing process for us. Thanks, BJ. Appreciate you. Okay, no surprise there. Brandon Graham, of course, showing why he is the kind of guy you want in that locker room, talking about uh, when uh, he looks back, what is he going to regret about this season? He said the penalties, they caught up to us in a big way. I'm hopeful that we can turn this around and find a way to win next week. He said, I know how I need to improve. I know how we need to improve. The defense needs to get some more turnovers, get some more takeaways, and limit those penalties, especially the pre-snap stuff he mentioned on both sides. But being a defensive player, he said, we need to do better on defense with the pre-snap penalties. He said, every week we talk about the self-inflicted wounds. There's plenty to improve upon. Um, of course, getting some bigger questions, some bigger picture questions, uh, and trying not to look ahead there, but talking about how he loves it in Philadelphia. That's where he wants to be, and moving forward, he's going to do all he can for this team. Um, as we continue to uh, wait for some more players, I'm going to bring in Fran Duffy. And Fran, let's. Uh, uh, I'm curious your thoughts on Brandon Graham's press conference. Of course, we heard from him in the pregame show with uh, the one-on-one -on -one interview with Mike Quick, and uh, of course, him getting his first. Pro Bowl nod, uh, a big, um, a big goal for him. Um, what do you think about uh, just the kind of guy he is in that locker room? Even the tone of his press conference. That's a guy who's always ready to go to work, who's always focused on moving up and staying positive moving forward. There's a big reason why he is and has been a team captain and one of the leaders of the defense, both vocally, uh, you know, and just his presence in that locker room. I think that he speaks. Uh, what a lot of those guys are thinking. So um, certainly him standing up uh, in support of everybody uh, that he's associated with on that side, whether it's that side of the ball or from the team in general, that certainly speaks volumes. And I think ultimately he, he backs that up with his play on the field. I mean, he is always the consummate professional in everything that he does, and that's why he's leaned on the way he is by this Eagles coaching staff. Well, uh, one guy we haven't talked about yet tonight is Andy Dalton. And perhaps we've given the Cowboys receivers a lot of attention. We've given Ezekiel Elliott a lot of attention. But Andy Dalton um, still tonight sacked twice, which is what he's uh, he's been sacked twice in the last uh, three games now. All three of them uh, wins. Um, and and to be honest, you know, he's he's the backup quarterback for Dallas, of course, with Dak Prescott out for the season, but completed 73 percent of his passes, 377 yards, uh, three touchdowns, one interception, sacked twice by this Eagles defensive line. Um, what did you think about just his performance and how he was able to, uh, I guess, control this uh, or uh, what do you say, game manage this offense? I think he did a little bit better than than that. But with uh, all the weapons Dallas had, um, he really was kind of the engine there for them. I mean, the ball comes out fast. He knows where to go, whether the Eagles were playing man, whether they were playing zone, if they were playing coverage, if they were trying to blitz. 
he had answers, right? And that's all that you can ask for um, from your backup quarterback in that kind of situation. The offensive line is in shambles down there in Dallas. They've got four backups playing along the five. I think that, you know, certainly they're looking for stability at that spot. That wasn't Ben DiNucci. That wasn't Garrett Gilbert. That wasn't any of those other guys that they've run out this year. When you have an Andy Dalton there under center, you know that the ball's going to come out on time. It's going to go where it's supposed to go more often than not. And in this game, that's exactly how it played. I mean, he completed something like 70-some percent of his passes, uh, you know, rarely turned the ball over, you know, took care of the football. And I think ultimately uh, that's going to put that team in position to win football games. Is that really the key to, uh, you know, kind of overcoming an offensive line that may be struggling is getting the ball out quick? I mean, I know there's a few different things that you can do, but is, is getting the ball out quick really the best thing that uh, an offense can do when the offensive line may be not uh, injured or not playing at its best? Well, it goes to what I was saying earlier about the receivers. It's the same thing along the offensive line. Having an understanding of what your guys do well, let's put them in position to do those things well, and then also not put them in position to do the things they don't do well, if that makes any sense. So uh, if you're looking at that offensive line, you say, all right, look, uh, these guys are not the, the powerful players we're used to having up front in the run game. We may not be able to lean on the run the way that we have in the past, even without you know, some of those other guys. So uh, that's ultimately a big part of the success that they're having. Well, and we've spent a lot of attention on the Cowboys receiving core. Um, and actually with that, Jalen Hurts is at the podium. So let's take a listen to uh, the Eagles quarterback. Hey, Jalen, thanks for taking the time. We'll get started here with Martin Frank and then Ed Kratz. Hey, Jalen, um, can you kind of describe, you know, what the learning experience was like for you, especially um, in the second half, you know, when you lost the fumble through the two interceptions, just kind of what this whole experience was like for you. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's a big time learning experience. Um, a lot to learn from this game, you know, and uh, it's something we got to step away from, uh, step away from it, evaluate everything and learn from it. You know, got to go out there and make the plays when the opportunity presents itself. And um, some that, um, that I take complete ownership on, you know, those guys believe in me to go get it done. And, um, I hold it very. I take it very personally in getting it done. And today, today um, came up short. Ed and Tim McManus. Hey Jalen, what happened to the offense uh, after you go up fourteen to three? I think you're in Dallas territory five or six times and don't get any points. Yeah, we uh, kind of got stagnant. You know, uh, great opportunities to put points on the board, um, and. And we always talk about controlling what we can. Um, those, those, those opportunities right there are perfect opportunities to go out there and score points. Um, shot ourselves in the foot. Um, kind of stopped ourselves uh, due to lack, lack of execution. So it's a, lot, it's a lot to learn from. Lots to learn from on my end um, as a group. And, um, and we'll, be, we'll be better from this. Tim and Al Thompson. Jalen, Doug said that you were working through some uh, lower body stuff in the second half. Did, did that come from uh, the Randy Gregory sack in the third quarter? And what can you tell us about it? Uh, got a little nicked up in the second quarter there. Um, but I said, uh, you know, the, the, will, the will to win is so hard um, for this team. You know, ha having the opportunities that we had to go out there and win the game, and 
and put our put ourselves in, in, in a position to win the game. And um, you know, it, it was somewhere we came up short. So, you know, we, we got to go back and, and, and look at the things that we can do better. You know, bearing anything. You know, I said it kind of. I said it last week. All the things that have kind of gone wrong. You know, injuries. Guys play through injuries all the time. Um, missing pieces, if you will. You know, it's, 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 it's a so what now what mentality. Um, and I'm not gonna make any excuses for anybody. I'm not gonna make any for myself. You know, it's something you learn from. It's a, it's a it, it's not a loss. It's a lesson. Um, and that, that, that's, that's truly how I look at it, and we will, we will be better from it. Al and Rob Motti. Uh, Jalen, uh, in your three starts, uh, the Eagles have scored uh, uh, 67 points. 54 of those points were in the first half of each of those games, only 13 points in the last three games in the second half and none tonight. Um, are you concerned about your second halves? And are teams just figuring you out, or, or what, why is uh, there's that second half kind of fade? I think it's a mentality you have to have, an, an attitude and mentality. You go out there and, and you're dominating, um, dominating everything that you do. And we got we to gotta do that consistently, and it starts with me. Um, going out there and finishing. You know, I touch the ball every play. Um, every play. Every play I have the opportunity to, to make things right. Um, even when it's wrong, make it right. And um, I hold myself accountable to doing those things. This is a lot that, that, that I'll be able to learn from, we'll be able to learn from as a team, everybody. Um, and, we, and we're going to learn from it, no doubt in my mind. Rob and Zach Berman. Hey, Jalen, the way things were unfolding with, as you said, shooting yourselves in the foot there a lot of times, some penalties and, and different things, did you feel some pressure there in the fourth quarter to, to force some plays, to try to do things uh, that you hadn't done before because we hadn't seen you really throw interceptions like that? It w was it something where you were like, I, there's nothing else available right now? You know, you got the, you got the, you got the playoffs on the line, and um, at that point you have to make some shake. Um, you know, the crazy thing is when I talk about leaving money on the table, you know, we left money on the table versus Green Bay, left money on the table versus New Orleans. Left some money on the table last week and left some on the table this week. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to overcome it um, tonight. So hey, uh, it's a lot to learn from. <laughs> um, I, I take it very personally, and uh, we'll be better from it. Zach and Paul Domowicz. Hey, Jalen, since you entered the lineup, every game's kind of been analyzed and scrutinized. Um, but. But when you look at the three-game body of work here, how are you better? How are you different from this experience than you were going into the Saints game? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one to answer. You know, the only thing on my mind is, is winning. Um, that's, that's all I care about. I know um, there are a lot of people, a lot of players on this team that will be better from it, better from these things that we're experiencing right now. Um, and, you know that 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 failure kind of teaches you a lesson. It's a lesson, and that pain does nothing but motivate you. Um, and that, that pain is going to continue to motivate me, and we're going to be better from it. Damo and Marcus Hayes. Yeah, Jalen, you mentioned uh, you know shooting yourselves in the foot a lot tonight. You had a lot of penalties. 
uh, a really inordinate amount of false starts. I think there were six of them. You don't usually see that in the 15th game of his season. Are, are they having a are the linemen having trouble adjusting to your cadence? I mean, what's going on as far as you can tell? Yeah, I'm, I'm the commander in chief on the field. I got to do a better job of it. Um, it's, that's one thing that that I reflect on personally and, and see what I can do um, to fix that. Mark and John McMullen. Hey, Jalen, nice jacket. Um, exactly what happened to you on the play where you were injured? What was injured? Did it affect your ability to throw the ball, as Doug suggested, in the second half? And he also said something about Dallas changing things up in the second half. How did, how did they change things up? Um, yeah, if I answered that question, I'd be making excuses, and I, I, I can't go that route. Um, you know, they, they, they switch some things up in their coverage, um, but we go out there and we do our job, none of that matters. We go out there and execute, none of that matters. So it's something that we can learn from, and um, we will. We have time for two more, so we'll go John and then Les. Hey, Jalen. Uh, I know, obviously, you're not where you wanted to be at the end of the game, but this is the first time you got to play with Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you only had the one target. It turned into an 81-yard touchdown. Uh, he, he's, you know, the biggest home run hitter in NFL history. What's it like to connect with him on a, on a deep ball? It, it was fun. Um, we prepared for that. Uh, me going out to Tampa, getting that time in, and I mean it was fun to hit it. You know, should have hit, you know, a few more. But um, you know, one thing I tell these guys, um, and I've been harping on it, you know, ever since I've been fortunate enough with this position, is um, appreciate these times we have together. Appreciate the moments you have um, with the guys on this team. Um, appreciate them. Because, you know, things change, you know, and we just got to appreciate this moment, all the different adversities that um, people go through, really appreciating the moment and um, cherishing it with the people around you that you go to work with every day. Go ahead, Les. Hi, Jalen. Uh, it looked like the run game was so effective in the first half. And then the second half, you really went away from it. Uh, I know you were down, but it wasn't like you were down 30 points or anything. Uh, what what happened to the run game today? Did you think you could have done more of that uh, uh, instead of just going back there and, and flinging it so much? And and what exactly you know kept it from being as effective? We have complete trust in um, in everybody and doing their jobs. Um, us 11 on offense, we go out there and try and execute whatever's called to our best best abilities. Um, and I think that's what it was, you know. Uh, go out there and execute it, whether it's a pass, run, um, whatever it is, go out there and execute it, and we got to do a better job of that. Thanks for the time, Jalen. Thank you. Okay, the Eagles' rookie quarterback saying I take this loss personally, but we have a lot to learn from and we use this as motivation moving forward. We are going to take a quick break here on the post game show. On the other side, we have the Rico review, the nominees for the Toyota player of the week and the Jamison Nightcap. Stay with us.
This does not look like a discount sofa. It's not. Everything I sell is quality furniture, and I give you a discount. Bob's discount. Interesting. I'll remember this for as long as I live. Hmm. Bob, you look so young. Do you remember? It's not discount furniture. It's quality furniture at a discount. Bob's discount. Get Bob's discount! Only at Bob's discount furniture. Well, it had been a while since we had seen Deshaun Jackson suited up for the Eagles, and he was active today, and boy, did he make his presence felt. Uh, Early in the game, one catch, 81 yards to the house. He is the subject of today's Rico Review. Fran Duffy brings us more. All right, let's take a look now at Deshaun Jackson's 81-yard touchdown here and how it came to be. Really good design here by the Eagles because on the opening drive, we saw a lot of run plays with the backside linemen, namely Jordan Mailata and Isaac Sayamalo, pulling from the left side to the right side. And that's what you're going to see here on this play. Play action with Sayamalo pulling from left to right. It's those same kind of looks that the Eagles had shown numerous times. We can let this play, and this is exactly what this Dallas front seven is looking at. You're gonna get that same kind of mesh point as if it's gonna be a run play. You've got Sayamalo there pulling. They were able to move the ball a number of times early in this game off plays that look just like that, but this is not gonna be a run play. This is going to be a play action shot play. The best coaching staffs do a great job of marrying the play action pass game with your run game, making them look like the same exact thing, so the defense does not know what's coming. So the offense is gonna actually release up to the second level on a play action shot. You could see off the sprint out, Jalen Hurts is gonna set up outside the pocket. The two routes, this is essentially a two-man route, have already started to establish themselves. You've got Zach Ertz working across the field on an over route, and then you've got Deshaun Jackson, who started over here. He's basically gonna run a post corner post route and you can see he's about to deliver that last move you can see him working back towards the sideline he's trying to expand that corner out this way before he now puts his foot in the ground and breaks back towards the post that's safety he's nowhere to be found he's looking right at Zach Ertz the corner is late to replace that's the rookie Trayvon Diggs so now you've got Deshaun Jackson running into a lot of green grass we can let this play and you can see Jalen Hurts is going to step up with a linebacker coming down in his face puts this on to money. Deshaun Jackson does the rest. His first game back in Eagles green after the long injury reaches the end zone there on his first catch. 81 yards. Big time play from the Eagles offense. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. Today's nominees, Brandon Graham, Deshaun Jackson, and Darius Slay. We'll start with the Pro Bowler, BG, with a sack in this game. Now eight on the season. He also added in two tackles, one tackle for a loss, and a quarterback hurry. Now to Deshaun Jackson. Only one catch today, 81 yards. Boy, did he make his presence felt going all the way to the house. D-Jack now has 25 career touchdowns of 60-plus yards. That is an NFL record. And looking over to Darius Slay, he gets his first interception of the year after missing last week's game, coming back and making his presence felt. He also added two tackles and one pass breakup in this one. All right, everybody's going to cast their vote. And I always go first. And this is a little bit of a tough one for me, guys. I think I'm 
I don't necessarily feel great about any of these. I'm going to go Brandon Graham because he had the sack today. He's up to eight on the season. He was holding down that defensive line. Of course, got the Pro Bowl nod. Uh, but a little tough for me to give it to anyone on the defense after how much we saw them struggle today. But also one catch for Deshaun Jackson, although an NFL record. So uh, a lot of a lot of things to consider here. Ike, who is going to get your vote? I love the way you broke that down, Amy, because that's that's kind of how I'm thinking when I'm thinking of these three players. All three guys are deserving of the Toyota player of the game. I want to give it to Deshaun. 81-yard touchdown on one catch, one target, sets the NFL record. I mean, is, has there ever been a better deep threat in the history of the game than Deshaun Jackson? But he only had one target today. I can't give it to him. Big play slay. First interception as an eagle. We've been waiting all year for him to get his first interception. Albeit in a losing effort, I can't give it to him. You got to go with the number one favorite eagle of everybody. That's Brandon Graham. And for no other reason, well-deserving First Pro Bowl nod, Brandon Graham, give him the nod. He should be player of the game. He should be the Eagle of the Week. First Pro Bowl bid for Brandon Graham. Congratulations, BG. I love how Ike really made me think that he was about to pick Darius Slay. He was about to pick Deshaun Jackson, and he said, but I can't give it to him because of this and because of that. And look, uh, I think the fact that Deshaun Jackson – um, has missed so much time. He shows up for one play today and sets an NFL record. I mean, that just speaks to the kind of talent that, right. that he has been throughout his career. <laughs> All right, Fran, I'm going to come to you. Uh, a, lot, a lot of interesting choices now, uh, especially after Ike and I have both made our case. Who are you going to take? <laughs> I mean, you guys have all made the arguments for and against everybody, so I don't even know where I'm going to go here. I think I will go with BG, though. I think, and this is a, a week-long award here, obviously, going uh, winning, go, going to the Pro Bowl last week for the first time in his career, getting another sack closer to that ever-elusive double-digit sack season today. Let's see if uh, BG can finish out strong here in Week 17. Oh, man, this is giving me a good laugh, which I absolutely needed. So I'm, I'm really glad we had this conversation. Let us now move forward to next week's opponent. We've got the Jamison nightcap on tap here. As we're looking ahead next week, we have the Washington football team. They will be in Philadelphia. They are 6-9, and nine, but they are still alive in the playoff race. The Eagles no longer in it, but big playoff implications for this game because if Washington wins, they're in the playoffs. If they lose, the winner of the New York Giants-Dallas Cowboys game will be in the playoffs. So a lot of a lot on the line in this one um, as well. And uh, the last team these teams uh, met, of course, was uh, week one. The Philadelphia lost 27-17 on the road there in Washington uh, on September 13th. And uh, Washington, of course, losing today to uh, Carolina 20-13. Um, an interesting one based on all the stuff I was kind of watching on Twitter um, Ike, I'll come to you first. It seemed like there was uh, some interesting storylines going on, especially at the quarterback situation. Dwayne Haskins uh, benched for quarterback Taylor Heinke, I think. I'm probably going to say it wrong. Not a guy I'm familiar with. I'm sure Fran can give us a little insight in a minute. But also, Ike, one of the best defenses in the NFL, despite this team's record, a lot of young talent, a very scary defensive front there in Washington. Yeah, and really a team that I like, Amy, for um, sort of obvious reasons. 
uh, Ron Rivera, my former coach here with the Philadelphia Eagles. A um, lot of great memories with Ron as my former coach, uh, what he's going through personally, uh, fighting cancer, overcoming it. You certainly want to root for him when he's not playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's really unfortunate the way the season is sort of unfolding for them. What turned out to be really a feel-good story for that franchise with Ron as the coach, Alex Smith coming back as a quarterback, really in line to be the comeback player of the year. If the Eagles didn't make the playoffs, would have been nice to see Washington get in. But the way their season is unraveling, particularly at the quarterback position, just the Wayne Haskins has really put that team in a, in a, in a really bad position. Uh, they had an opportunity to get in. I don't think they're going to get in. I think the Eagles win next week. I just think there's too much stuff going on internally um, with that team, particularly at the quarterback position. And the Eagles will be playing at home. I think the Eagles end the season on a good note, and they win next week. I think that's a great point about all that's going on internally. And, of course, Coach Rivera coming in this year and already what he's done in that organization in such a short time is remarkable, especially, like you said, I, with him battling cancer and beating cancer during this season. Such an inspiration to everybody. And, of course, uh, a guy that we should all be huge fans of. Um, let's talk a little bit about this quarterback situation. Fran, we probably don't know who we're going to get, but who is the guy who they uh, had out there today? Taylor Heineke, Old Dominion Proud uh, from a few years back. Right? I think, look, um, we'll see where the, where the health is with guys like Alex Smith, uh, who was nursing the calf injury. He did practice late this week, but ultimately did not play here today. And then uh, Terry McLaurin, the star receiver, did not play today as well. So we'll see if he is available next week. I think those two injuries uh, will play a big part in whether or not Washington is able to consistently move the ball next Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. All right, something we'll be having an eye on throughout the week. Of course, all week long, we've got you covered with everything you need. Philadelphia Eagles, we've got the inside access. We'll have Fran and Dave bringing you a live stream of the practice that you can't get anywhere else. Press conferences, uh, interviews, exclusive stuff that you can't find anywhere else, all at PhiladelphiaEagles.com and on all of our streaming platforms. We will be right back here next week for the pregame show, the kickoff show presented by Exalta. That game, as of now, slated for 1 p.m., but keep an eye on the timing for that one. We'll be 45 minutes to kickoff, so as of now, 12.15 Eastern, but keep an eye if that game time happens to change. We are 45 minutes to kickoff on the kickoff show presented by Exalta, and then, as always, as soon as the game is over, right here on the postgame show presented by Rico. Until then, Happy New Year, everybody. Have a great week. We will see you right back here next Sunday as the Eagles take on the Washington football team, and Hope to end the season on a high note. We'll see you next week.